wake up, it's morning You're dreaming up a story I can hear The way it's going, cause you're laughing in your sleep On the path to your deliverance And a holy Lord light Pouring through your window And I'm happy Good morning. It's a little bit earlier than normal for me to be recording on a Saturday, but I've had this thought for the last few days that's just been kind of plaguing my mind or haunting it, I guess. And uh, I wasn't going to talk about it because I just didn't feel like it was a wheel I wanted to kick, but... I realized that yesterday I realized that it was just something I needed to kind of get out of my system. I needed to journal about. And as you know, I'm trying to make an effort to share these journals with you guys. And just in a nutshell, what I want to talk about is anger. Or more specifically, righteous anger. There are several, not just several, but just sort of many, many people that I'm friends with now online that I wasn't friends with before. And honestly, I, I know to some that may seem silly having just online friends, but many of these people I've, I've met in person through producing Find the Good News and producing that show sort of created a larger circle for me. And I'm real careful about that circle. Real careful to make sure I'm putting the right things into that information feed. I'm going to talk a little bit about that today too. But I noticed this week that many, many of my friends were triggered by the arrival of the president in our city. Now, I don't talk about politics on the show very often. I noticed in the anniversary episode that it came up and I felt that sort of sickness in my stomach just for a brief minute because I thought, you know, one, where is this going to go? Because it's not what I really envisioned Find the Good News to be about. But at the same time, I also never wanted Find the Good News to be the type of show where I censored information either. You know, the conversations, I always hoped that they would go to places naturally and... So far, we've been able to do that. You know, I want to be able to show that you can have healthy discussions about difficult things. And that you don't have to agree. But you don't have to light the world on fire either. Now, I guess that circles back around to talking about anger or righteous anger. I have a lot of reasons that I could be righteously angry at the man that's our president in this country. Um, there's a lot. I'm not going to sit here and make that list. Another friend of mine uh, who has a podcast who was also on Find the Good News, he, he, his recent episode was about, was about the same subject. One way I have learned to deal with people like inflammatory people like the president uh, is to simply watch and wait. Now, that, that's to an activist, that just sounds like not choosing a side. But the reality is, people like this man will pass away f from time. Will they cause suffering? Absolutely. 
there are people right now that don't have the pulpit that he has that cause suffering. There's so many little fibers and webs that link everyone together. It is. It would be an insurmountable task to pluck all of those strings out and not pull one and lead to another dastardly deed despicable being they're manifold you know and it's just it does seem as soon as one rises and has their time and then dissipates another's right behind them and so I do, I look around at some of my, my dear friends that are really angry. And so, you know, I, I read some comment threads just out of curiosity because I've been involved in some of those threads. I, I used to be someone who would have possibly even went in there and participated in a different way. And I just felt bad when I read them. It was just these waterfalls of debate with one side trying to convince the other side and then eventually devolving into snide little jabs, which I just hate. And it's almost predictable, you know, and then the anger begins to sort of swell. It's just a little pressure cooker. You know, I call it tea kettling. You know, my, my wife kind of chuckles at that. So it, it, it is really tea kettling. You know, you put you put the water in the teapot, you set it on the stove, and as the water slowly begins to boil, as the temperature rises, you know, then the steam begins to emerge, and then the tea kettle starts to whistle. And if you don't ever turn the heat down, it doesn't stop whistling. So there's really nothing left in that chamber. And nothing left in the kettle. You know, but what I told my wife, and maybe you've even heard me talk about it on pod before, is that that anger that's boiling in there, that hot water, has to be of some use, right? Anger just for the sake of anger. And so often words are like that. Anger just for the sake of anger. And you can do a lot of things with that hot water. But what I think the best thing to do with it is actually to make tea. You know, potentially something nourishing and of value. And I know that's so easy to say. Or, or you can pour it on something. Somebody and hurt somebody with it. That's most of the time what happens with anger. It's used to hurt. It sort of satisfies the strange need we have to be right, to be justified. And I know we get this feeling like someone has to stand up for the underdog, which I agree with. Someone does. Someone has to put their neck on the line. Someone has to put their skin in the game. Someone has to roll up their sleeves and do the work to make things right because they're terrible human beings that are working so hard to hurt people, segregate people, keep people from being free, keep people from having what others have keep people from having a fair chance at a good life it's happening all over this world and it has been for a long time as long as humans have been here there's been some other humans that want what they want and want to enslave them and hurt them take away their freedom and trap them keep them out keep them in I mean, it just goes on and on and on. It seems to be the story of our creature. And I talked about this in another journal entry. Who are you in someone else's story? 
and I think about that a lot when it comes to anger because I get angry and I jump on my box and shout really loud and want everyone to hear my my perspective you know but it seems as though this righteous anger and in our times right now that we're living in that, that it will pass they will pass it's inevitable that they pass it is so toxic it's toxic it's toxic to those that we are righteously angry with and it's toxic to those that are righteously angry at us and the longer it boils in that kettle the worse it gets the louder it gets so we feel like we need to boil too and, and, and whistle back it's probably going to be a super unpopular opinion if I had to be honest I think this is probably going to be unpopular on both sides of this <laughs> this whole thing I think of a story that I'm probably about to mess up with uh, Thich Nhat Hanh relayed <clears throat> during the Vietnam War one of my favorite and most dear, dear lessons that I took away from studying Buddhist practices over the years has been the law of impermanence. Not clinging to things because they will pass away. Sounds nihilistic to some, and there have been times in my life where I've even struggled with the element of nihilism that seems to come from that particular teaching of impermanence but it's helped and it's helped with anger too but it gets back let me get back to what I was saying Thich Nhat Hanh in, in, in talking on impermanence he talked about the Vietnam War and that was a hard time guys if you go read about that, I mean, really, it's so easy to forget because we weren't the ones who really lived through it. It was our parents, hopefully not your parents. I know my father did. Terrible times, just like what some would call like now, terrible times. But I dare say worse times, honestly. You know, it's a horror show. And in Vietnam, it was a horror show. And so you think of our human brothers and sisters in Vietnam at that time. The Zen Buddhist monks. Who are faced with... Losing their freedoms. Losing their rights. Losing their homes. Losing their loved ones. Pain, torture, death, suffering on a scale that we in this country really almost can't imagine. And so there would be a justification by our standards to be righteously angry if we were young, thick, not Han. Right? That's what I think. I think that's how we would frame that. We would be right, justified, just in our righteous anger. And I think of what he told in one of his stories about that time period regarding the law of impermanence. And it's simply this, is that change is the law. I keep that taped to my monitor at work. And it's soothing to me. And it can cool the embers. It can turn the heat off of the kettle. Or it can make tea out of that that hot water basically what he said was if change is the law then we must work with impermanence and allow make more room for changes to occur and he was speaking in the context of the North Vietnamese Communist Party and that time the suffering is now 
but let's make way for it to come and go. Everything that comes together will eventually come apart. It's hard to accept that. And in the moment of suffering, we, we do want it to stop. I mean, if we, if you've just, even if you've just seen the movie Gandhi, if you've read nothing else, even if you've just watched the film, you see what his mission was. And it's hard. Nonviolent resistance is the absolute hardest thing because we, we want so badly to roll up our sleeves and ball up our fists. You know, I when I first started this show, I went through, I guess, a low-dose conflict with someone that I thought was a friend. And I remember the day that I was attacked by this former friend. And I remember kind of sitting stunned and not sure what I needed to do. And... I told my wife after reflecting for a little bit that, you know, I do need to take an action. I do need to go let this individual know that the actions were not appreciated. But I don't have to go in anger. Because I was angry and hurt by some words that were said. Words. (laughs) I'm saying words to you right now, so (laughs) what am I talking about? Words have power, right? I mean, that's mostly what makes us angry with the president. Or his words. You know, so these words, they hurt me. And I said, well, I'm going to go... There must be some... Surely there must be some misunderstanding. So, I made the decision to go bring peace. A peaceful conversation. But to at least acknowledge acknowledge that there was an injustice right and hey skipping over all the details that didn't work out the person my former friend wasn't didn't want that didn't want peace actually wanted conflict was almost reveling in the conflict and then lured me in and in, in a guise of friendship and peace But then within moments, I was attacked again. My family was attacked. Then physically attacked. And then further antagonized. And with each attempt to do that, the the angry one, my former friend, just got nastier and nastier. The words got fouler and fouler more personal just really attacking everything that they thought I cared about you know things I believed in even utilizing words from private conversations to really get into me and hurt me and only because um, I wanted to be to have a peaceful relationship with them it was almost as if the peaceful attempt was pouring get poured gasoline on the whole thing. So what I learned from that situation is that that that's going to happen sometimes. So, you know, when I was being attacked, uh, mostly most of it was online. You know, using the tools that are available, which can be very in in a way very cowardly to hide behind a, a computer and a keyboard and feel the safety of being at home and being able to sort of craft a, a meticulous foul attack we see that with our president the one that angers us angers so many angers me sometimes we see what he does he has this tool you know I guess Twitter would be the thing that really gets people riled up and he sits and he uses that tool very much like my my old friend did you know Crafting each little nasty word, name calling, trying to trying to goad people, and it works. I mean, it works. It creates this impact, and that what that's what I realized. In, I guess getting around to it, that's what I realized in my situation. 
was that that was literally what the enemy wanted, right? My ex, my old friend, the enemy, you see that, that word, the enemy, the nasty other wants me to attack back because there's some strange need that gets satisfied to drag people into conflict. And so uh, we agreed, my wife and I, to just stop and not say a single word in defense, a single word in retaliation, to not utilize any of the things we knew personally from our time as friends, to not share a single opinion and just simply stop and let it flow through. That is not easy to do. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I was some Zen monk during that time, you know, with a peaceful, calm center. It was frustrating. And my poor wife heard me vent, tea kettle. <laughs> but ultimately, I had to make tea. And I'm so thankful for her, honestly. She allowed me to vent and then make tea. Because, yeah, that water was hot, but how can I turn it into something else? And it was just right at the front end of this Find the Good News mission. So I was learning a lot about that, about hot words, hot water, too much noise, how incendiary words can be and it honestly the tea that was made from that was it gave me more it, it made more metal for me to use my words in a better way to use my time with people in a more conscious way so when I am engaging in a conversation with someone make it of high value as often as I can it seems so often and I see it in myself. Maybe not everyone's this way. We're looking for our moment to to make our point, if that makes sense. We're looking for our moment to make our point, or what we're using, what someone else is saying. We're in a, almost like a debate mode. And I think that just a lot of that comes honestly from the times. I mean, we have a polarizing figure as the president of the United States. I mean, you could see it here in our community. Uh, I actually, though, over the last couple of days, while I was conscious that it, he was coming, I, I, I focused all my energy on producing a stronger positive signal this week. What can I... What can I sink my time into to produce? So, so this week what we did, instead of protesting or make, going online and making snarky headlines about the man, which would probably feel so good, so delicious, right? I focused my time on my city and using what skills I do have to shine light on some positive things in town. Now that may not, we may say, oh, that doesn't, there, there are bigger things going on than that, Oren. You know, there are people suffering, and they are. And there are people working and, and on the front line, you know, while, while our heads in the sand talking about little tiny positive things at home. Well, yeah, that's absolutely true, and I, I could see that argument. But I believe, like Thich Nhat Han, that this person will pass away. And what are we doing during that time while they're passing away, passing through? I would rather build a signal during that time and keep blowing on an ember. Breathing life into something else. Because when that person's gone, you're going to want some other things in place. 
You don't want to be just prepared for the next argument. We've got to build something to replace it. And if what we're replacing it with is the righteous anger that that we use to push them out or fight them in the first place, then that righteous anger will eventually metastasize into something else that someone else's righteous anger will have to rage against. And so then we're just stuck in a wheel of anger to anger. And look, I can, I'm only speaking for myself. I, I, know it's, I know that there's no cookie-cutter answer to any of this stuff. And I know it's probably going to seem so simple and could be totally shot down by anyone that wanted to attack what I'm saying. But just do good in your life in the ways that you can. And don't let the poison take hold or take root in you. Resist the temptation to get online and rage. Just resist it. There are going to be people who are going to eat up the nasty things that this leader says. That is the nature of following. You know, just like Gandhi, there are going to be people who believe in positive, peaceful, nonviolent messages too. I remember watching Gandhi as a kid in high school and watching the part where the the Hindu Muslim riots were taking place and there was so much violence and so Gandhi fasted you know he was that powerful of a figure at that time he fasted I mean almost to his death honestly and because because that's it the folks that were fighting missed his message yeah they missed it so The righteous, angry one says, roll up your sleeves and go, go make things happen. Go force things to be the way you want them. And I'm not talking about defense. Defense is a whole different thing. I mean, the word that I would almost suggest is armed neutrality. It is completely different when someone is trying to hmm, take what's yours, maybe. But offense, just constantly being on the offense, can throw throw you over a waterfall. And then you're just drowning in your own righteous anger. Can't even remember where you got started. But neutrality, armed neutrality, being willing to say, look, you're doing something that's terrible, and I will defend against that. But can we not do that with love? I wonder about that. I mean, I do. I wonder. That was honestly one of my struggles. When I had an angry enemy other. You know. Can we do that with love? It's been a struggle the past year. There have been times where I felt. Angry. Rising and falling. Just different emotions. When I meditate on my former friend. Quote enemy other. When I see my former friend. And as times passed, I've found in my heart something that I would honestly identify as pity. Because I realize he can't, he, my enemy other can't see me. My, 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 my old friend can't see me. And I don't know why, but they can't see me. They can't see that I actually 
worry about them. Can't see that I love them. That I have that pity in my heart because of that. Because we didn't have to be enemies. We could have been allies and friends still. Our children could play together. And when troubled times did come, we could have worked together to meet, meet them and solve problems. That, that's what I wish my, in, my enemy other, my, my old friend knew. And in a way, there's times when I sit back and I think about the president through the same lens. And this is probably very unpopular because, I mean, so many people. I mean, you can make a list that doesn't end in the ways that the man has hurt people. All types of people who have grievances with his policies and his demeanor. I'm one of the people that, I mean, I, I look, I mean, the truth of the matter is I don't care for the man's demeanor, his choice of words, the methods he uses. And honestly, I don't like many other results. But I don't hate him. And this righteous anger that I see, it just borderlines on hate. One of the, t- the worst things about righteous anger or about having an enemy is that some enemies have this incredible knack to turn us into them and to give us reason to utilize their tactics. Isn't that terrible? That, that's actually exactly what I felt with my old friend. I thought my old friend was utilizing, you know, modern tools, online, video, audio, all this stuff to attack me, written word. And, you know, I thought to myself at one point, wow, I have all of these resources, these same capacity to produce this stuff and and probably launch an onslaught of attacks that well-oiled, you know, being in the industry that I'm in. And I thought that would be the worst thing I could ever do. It would be to completely corrupt all my signals with this poison and do the thing back. The name calling, the jabs, the dirt, and just go at it. Sounds horrible to me. And so I think I thought about that particular thing as I watched some of the people I love, my dear friends, get enthralled in some of these ultimately meaningless comment wars online all stimulated by this very divisive figure I saw some name calling the fun poking and I know what it is it's a reaction to what the president does name calling fun poking using nasty words to attack and I just thought to myself this is sad these are loving people with righteous anger that are now drawn into you do, doing the exact same thing he has he has further corrupted the world Here's the thing. We can change this world little tiny ways. We have to do it in tiny ways because many of us, like I, me, we don't have the resources. Okay? We don't have them. We don't have the money. We don't have the clout, the pulpit. We can change the world, though, in these small ways, and we have to do it that way. House by house, 
action by action, small word by small word, conversation by conversation. You have to oh, we have to overwhelm this tide of negativity. This incendiary tone. It's so insidious. I mean, it corrupts even the best people. We have to be able to talk to each other and change hearts and minds, but we will not do it by deploying the same tactics as the as the other. It's not going to happen. I've I've been kind of halfway watching these democratic debates and I I kind of chuckle. I was like, look how much of their conversation is about the man, the other, the enemy other. So much of it. And so often I, I leave those things going, so what, what did I really actually just hear? They're not even standing on their own merit. Just vying to be the one who's going to go up against the enemy other in this battle royale. And I just, honestly, it doesn't give me any, it doesn't fill me with hope. So I've just quit. There are people who, I say, in an attacking way or in a funny snide way, oh, well, get ready, you're going to have four more years, and it's sort of like a football game. And honestly, I've, I've kind of went, you know, that's possible, guys. It's possible there could be four more years of this person. And guess what? I'm not unscathed, but... Life will go on, no matter what he does. But I know this, I'm not going to overcome him using those same tactics. And I'm going to tell you this too. You just watch and wait. What would happen if those that we rally against the protests so loudly with our signs and our comments what would happen if they started speaking words of love what would happen if they spoke words of life and kindness and forgiveness would we and I'm, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate I'm putting myself in a camp we the resistance would we the resistance be able to see the change at this point would we, the resistance, be able to say, Wow, hey, look at here. Something good. Or we'll be, be so poisoned by, at that point by our righteous anger that we wouldn't allow that change to occur. I don't want to be that way. I don't want to miss that change when it comes if it comes but change is the law and everything that comes together will come apart and become something new and like Thich Nhat Hanh said I want to be a part of that change I want to be able to allow that change to occur and when it arrives, greet it just like you greet anything else that's passing through. Everything's just passing through. Even where I'm sitting now, this new, new-ish park, it's passing through. This new park will be old. You know, maybe it'll have more charm, maybe it'll have less. Brand new neighborhoods change into old neighborhoods. Forests become shopping malls. The economies shift from one part of town to the next. 
and then many years many years later people come back and repurpose those places build something new I mean even in our city here today in Sulphur Louisiana one of my dear friends and one of my favorite places the Henning Cultural Center and Brimstone Museum is having an event where they're going to be handing out old maps of the maps of the city and people are going to get together and point out things that used to be that aren't anymore and and have like a remember when type of gathering to capture some of those things how cool is that just based on living human memory i love that i think i thought wow that's cool because we each have our own little perspective i think that so often when i see an old home it's overgrown and then shortly thereafter you'll see someone building a new one somewhere you know the the framework is just going up and I think about those old houses and how at some point someone picked that piece of property up said I'm gonna build this here bought new materials crew came out built that place the paints were picked everything was set and our lives were lived and for whatever reason it's abandoned it passes away from memory and eventually it will pass away completely if, if no one shows it love right or re revitalizes it but the signs that things move through and pass away are all around us I mean visit a cemetery sometime visit a cemetery you know it's stark and clear that things pass away passing through I promise you this man is passing through you know it's true and will and is he leaving a wreck yes in many ways in many ways But I will not bind my anger to him. I will not throw my chain, my, my anchor into that. And that's probably, uh, gosh, I just hear the devil's advocate in everything I say today. Well, it's because you're speaking from a place of privilege, or Hmm. I don't know about that. Maybe not 100%, guys. We don't know what we don't know about people. It's easy, you know, Oren, because you're not the one persecuted. Mm-hmm. It is true. But what is my job in this place of privilege? I don't, I don't know if it's to be so angry and so fixated on this one figure and become so, in, uh, I guess, just the, for the tide to just overwhelm me and suck me out into the sea that I can't see what's going on right here at home. So for me, and I, I mean, look, you're, we're all different. For me, what it is, is to produce a different signal than his. He has a pulpit, and he has a signal. You know, Mickey Smith talks about what's your sound. And I loved that. What's your vibe? What's your vibration? You know, and I love that language. And so, yeah, the president has a sound. He's got a signal. He's got resources loudest voice in the land heck maybe even the loudest voice in the world and it's not used in a very positive way it's mostly negative takes over the media airwaves I mean look you guys could look in, in our city if you want I didn't <laughs> but I'm sure it looks like every other city the fan support the idolization of a human being the celebrity worship 
it's just the same thing we see with again and again and again with with any kind of celebrity passes away and we're gonna pass away too they'll pass away and yeah there may be impact craters and there will be generations that talk about those impact craters every single president we've had has had an impact crater right that's the that's just the truth there's it every one of them whether they're good or bad you, you're gonna find impact craters and in time just like impact craters we say yep there it is that happened because of this hope we don't do that again hope that doesn't happen again let's try to make a better world you know and so we do we try to make a better world to whatever capacity we can thing is there are people out there doing that trying to make a better world there are people out there that I know personally that are trying to make a better world for people who suffer from specific ailments societal ailments ailments of the modern world poisons contaminants and what makes me the saddest is when I see those people who are doing that get caught in the web of righteous anger and their missions get derailed and painted by this president's words it's a sticky sticky little web and you think you're in it and safe and dancing along these lines but you're not you're stuck in it you're stuck in it and the more we stay in that mode the the, the more entangled in those little webs we get don't let this figure derail your mission my friends I don't know if you know who you are. There's so many of you. And I love all of you so much. And you're doing good work. My advice would be to stay focused on that work. And be clear. And have your mouth filled with love. You know, be honest but don't get caught in that trap don't let it derail your mission to the point where people can't see your mission anymore all they see is your righteous anger look it's hard and I fail all the time just ask my wife she knows a tea kettle all the time with her help and maybe my children's help and honestly all of y'all's help by letting me talk to you letting me meet you letting me see the good that you're doing guys that gives me hope and it makes me want to try harder that's that's true Maybe y'all don't know that. But every single one of you gives me hope. I get to see what I believe come to life. And what I believe is that people have the capacity to be better than they are. To do better. And so each one of you have done that for me. You've shown me that. Not, not This isn't just a hunch. These aren't just old stories. These aren't just things happening somewhere else. It's happening right here. Right in front of me. People say, I'm going to do this. I see this need. I'm going to go do the thing. I'm going to do the good work. 
That's just absolutely amazing to me. How much more powerful are you than than this president? How much more powerful are you than his words and his policies? Just resist with love. Resist with life in your mouth, in your words, in your throat, in your heart. Stay on whatever you, whatever your good work is, if you're listening to me. Focus on that. Stay focused on it. Wrap your arms all the way around it. I mean all the way. That's your love. And just don't let that man trap you in a, in a bickering war. And overshadow your mission. Hmm. I'll try to do the same thing. I'll do the same thing. And I may need help. <laughs> I may need a reminder. That's hard work, man. That is hard, hard work. Just let it pass through and keep doing your good. I love you. And I hope, hope something in this journal helped you today and helped me to talk about it. With the movement of a merry-go-round You always finish back where you start So accustomed to the spinning all around